So, so much debate about FTX, the crypto company that's gone belly up, and where and who? Sam Bankman-Fried, where is he? Who is he going to be? When will he say something? He's their CEO, and he's, in essence, vanished. And a lot of people have lost their money. Millions, close to a billion dollars is gone from FTX. They were big sponsors of uh, hockey arenas and basketball arenas and had big celebrities advocating for you to invest their money with your money with them. So what happens now? We talked to an expert about it and whether or not the entire crypto craze is damaged by a moment like this, not just in the short term, but maybe for the long term as well. That's next on Toronto Today. Uh, Katrina Prokopi is the chief legal officer and head of regulatory affairs at CoinSquare, and she's kind enough to take some time to join us now. Katrina, thanks so much for doing that. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Give me your sense as to uh, this story and any developments you think we will see this week on uh, on the FTX collapse. Yeah, I mean, it's been a pretty swift and shocking, you know, downfall of one of the biggest global crypto exchanges in the world. And I think we're still seeing the, the ripple effects throughout the industry and the full extent of which is still unfolding. I think there's a number of, you know, big questions other the effect on other crypto exchanges that hold working capital on FTX, um, they use FTX as liquidity providers. What what is the exposure of those? Um, to you know, what's the effect on those exchanges? You know, investors that have invested in FTX are writing down their investments. Um, the customers themselves, the users of FTX, can't get their money out. Withdraw withdrawals have been frozen. Um, you know, the effect of this on the price of crypto and assets in general, you know, amidst what was already a crypto winter, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and what, is, what is the regulatory response going to be? I think there's a number of a lot of scrambling going on and every day seems to have another development. Katrina, if I'd asked you about the company FTX a few weeks ago, I mentioned it, it, you know, it was the darling of the industry. It got a lot of attention. A-listers like Tom Brady and Giselle Bündchen and ads for it. What would you have said about the company a month ago at this time? I would have said it's it's the most trusted and one of the most trusted and reliable exchanges and has a proven track track record. And I never would have predicted this. Yeah, I think that's that's how most people end up feeling about it is is I, I wonder if you think there's been is it just short term damage done or long term damage in terms of trust in the industry? Whenever there's a an Enron, whenever there's a, a Bernie Madoff scenario, everybody gets a little jittery about investments. Do you think this has long term implications for cryptocurrency? I do. And I, and I think that's unfortunate. I definitely think that it, it there's going to be a chilling effect on the industry and, you know, it's 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 an asset class that the regulators have still been getting their arms around. Uh, in Canada, our, our regulators have come out with a framework for regulating these crypto exchanges. Unlike uh, in the U.S., bought crypto exchanges uh, are, are not regulated in the same way. Um, so one of the unfortunate effects that, that I'm personally concerned about is you know the the hesitation of our of regulators to um you know to trust this industry and and to open up the framework and 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 expand it expand it i think there's going to be a retrenching uh and i certainly think in the us that those regulators are going to be coming out hard uh you know to confine 
this industry more. Katrina Percopi, our guest, uh, Chief Legal Officer, Head of Regulatory Affairs at CoinSquare, joining us on Toronto today on 640 Toronto, talking about the FTX collapse. If a teacher, just a you know rank and file awesome teacher was listening and their money is in the Ontario Teachers uh, Pension Plan, what would what would you say to them? I haven't had a one on one conversation with anyone of that sort, but I laid that out before you came on to lose ninety five million dollars U.S. and not be sure you can get it back is troubling. I would say absolutely it's troubling, but I would also say that the Ontario Teachers Pension Plan is is a is a, has a massive portfolio, and and yes, it was a ninety five million dollar hit. They they may be able to recover some of it. The bankruptcy proceedings are are you know in the in the early stages, obviously, but in the broad scheme, I. I, I wouldn't be that concerned about it in terms of the overall size of, of the portfolio managed by the Ontario Teachers Pension Plan. That's that's a great answer. I mentioned Sam Bankman Freed. He was considered, in essence, a little bit of a you know a viral sensation, a, a bit of a whiz kid. Um, right. Does he have to? He feels a little on the run right now. Um, does yeah. he? Does do, do we track him down? Does he get in front of a microphone? Does he explain? He started to explain the collapse last week, but that was the last info we got was about four days ago from him. Yeah, I think he needs to be very concerned about the you know, the 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 dep- Department of Justice and all of the the regulators and all the countries that he operates. Uh, you know. Putting up, putting him up in, in in front of them right now, and and demanding answers. And I think that he he will get up and explain himself over time. But again, I think that the fallout and the facts themselves are still crystallizing. Um, but he, I I hope he's got a a good lawyer on retainer. Are you interested? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you want cases you can actually a, win. <laughs> I got it. That's exactly right. <laughs> But it's weird, isn't it? Because I think he fit that sort of demographic, young, ambitious. He was a big gamer. He would, you know, again, he would make TikTok videos. So that seemed yeah. to really appeal. I don't know for sure, but my guess is it's more likely a 30-year-old rather than a 65-year-old is a crypto investor. So they saw, I guess they, I could put it this way, they saw a little bit of him in them and were intrigued. That's absolutely right. But I think what this has demonstrated and, and, and it's not to take away from, you know, the, the intelligence and, you know, in, innovative uh, person that he was. Uh, but I think what this has demonstrated is a need for when you're dealing with other people's money. Uh, there needs to be some adult supervision in the room. Um, you know, this whole sort of blending of uh, traditional finance and, uh, you know, crypto. There, if you're dealing with other people's money and investments, there needs to be some baseline investor protection and oversight uh, and adherence to um, requirements around financial controls, uh, operational controls, etc. So, you know, while he was uh, an appealing character and and very smart uh, and and did wonders for developing this technology, um, I, you know, I think the the need for adult supervision and regulation has been made clear here. Is the Bernie Madoff comparison? I've seen some. Is is it too far to go for now in this uh, with what we know in real time? Yes, I think so. You know, this was a young guy that uh, you know I, I I think made a few mistakes, 
but I wouldn't paint him with that brush just yet. But as I said, you know, there, the mis misappropriation of customer funds is a big deal. How it unfolded, what he knew, what his intentions were is still all coming to light. Um, but I think it's too soon to paint him with that brush. It's a weird one. One of the, one of the analysts I read on the weekend wrote this, Madoff started off a Ponzi and maybe he hoped to replace it with legitimate profits at some future point. SBF <laughs> seems to have started off legitimate, then gradually replaced it with a Ponzi. That makes some sense, but you're right. It, it's, you know, it, we're really early days here to find out who knew what, when, and, and what Sam Bankman-Fried signed off on for sure. Absolutely. Thanks so much for the, your insight on this. Really valuable for our listeners. I'm getting a lot of responses to it, and, and I appreciate you getting up early for us. My pleasure. It's great to have you. Uh, Katrina Prokopi on uh, Chief Legal Officer and Head of Regulatory Affairs at CoinSquare. As a, Sheba is a non-Bitcoin um, investor. I'm out $0 from uh, what's happened here with, uh, with FTX. Both. Yeah, yes, it's always, um, you know, we were both... Uh, Temperature uh, up and stress up earlier, but FTX and crypto is not one. <laughs> it's not one thing that I've got some some stress about. That said, the idea that it could be any kind of ripple effect and and hit the economy, we need to come out of some things. We need to spiral out of inflation. We need employment to stay. Uh, you know, employ the employment rate to stay structured. We need home prices to hold their hold their ground and regulate while letting new home buyers get in. Anything that sort of ripples through the economy, I'm like I cringe a little bit and think yes, I hope this doesn't turn into some kind of disaster.